0: You're listening to She Thrives Radio. This is episode number 76, and today's show is part two to a two-parter. <laughs> so if you haven't les- uh, listened to episode 75, which is called Stop Working Harder, that's part one. And I highly recommend you go give it a listen to really understand why just working harder is not a guarantee or to success, and why is not a personal failing of yours if you're not seeing results and you've been working really hard, okay? So go listen to that if you haven't yet. Today's show, I'm gonna be breaking down some really hands-on strategies for you to actually work smarter, right? So if we're not working harder, how do we get where we wanna go and how do we have it feel good um, and serve us? Well, we're gonna talk about that today. So go listen to 75 if you haven't yet and uh, let's go ahead and get right on it. She Thrives Radio is the podcast component to the She Thrives blog, a space dedicated for women who are on a mission to feel good, crush their goals, and live big. I'm your host, Taylor Gage, health and mindset coach, CrossFit and USA weightlifting coach, blogger, and portrait photographer. She Thrives is your BS-free resource for all things wellness, mindset, confidence, body image, personal development, and general badassery. My goal here is to help you get out of your own way so that you can thrive. All right, so you have been working hella hard. You have been hustling, you've been grinding, you've been showing up, you've been putting in the effort, you've been doubling down, you've just been going for it and you're not seeing or feeling the results you're looking for. Well, You probably, like I said, want to go back and listen to episode number 75, where I break down kind of what the disconnect is in that dynamic. There's a lot of flawed thinking in this just work hard and you will be successful trope that I think a lot of us are sold when, you know, from the moment that we're kids, you know, until present day, I think a lot of us are still getting this inundated from everywhere. And I think you can see it in people's frustration with, fitness and food or business. um, Honestly, I think you can see this all over the place and you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Like you probably feel that a little bit, right? Like why aren't I there yet? Like what's missing? I've been putting in the effort. Yeah. So go listen to that. And then today we are breaking down how you can actually (laughs) work smarter, right? Because just hustling and staying busy for the sake of being busy is not Gonna get you where you want to go. So what will? Well, we're gonna talk about it. I've got some strategies here for you today. A lot of this stuff is things that I take uh, my clients in STA through, and we really find ways to help them implement those stuff in their life. So I hope I hope that you find this helpful today. So I think you know I ended last week's show on an important question. I'm gonna kind of start today's show on that same question to kind of refresh your drinks and bring you back up to speed and kind of like what we're talking about here. When you identify what you're really working towards, if you ask yourself if you never saw a result, like would you still do it? Like would you still enjoy doing it? Because that's a pretty clear indicator of where you're putting a lot of value in this entire process, right? Is it in the process or is it more in the results? Do you feel pressure maybe to achieve results because? of the culture that we live in or this idea that, you know, results trump everything else and that's the most important thing and show everybody how productive and your output, yada, yada, yada. So I do think that that question can just kind of start you off with getting an idea of where, you know, you're at. So when it comes to actually working smarter for what you want, this is one of my favorite ways to break it down. So let's talk about it. I want you to lay out two very different tracks for this goal that you have in mind, okay, or whatever like success looks like for you, okay? I want you to lay out a short-term track and a long-term track, and I'm going to use an analogy here to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about. Let's say that you have a goal of making a bunch of money, okay? You need a bunch of money. You want to go travel. You want to take a sabbatical. You want to, you know, buy a fucking whatever. I don't know. pick a number in your head. That's like a lot of money for you. And we've got two different ways to get to that amount. We've got one long-term track and one short-term track. Okay. Now on the short-term track to make that amount of money, you could probably do it, right? It's going to require like turning your life upside down, though. You're probably going to have to work like hella hard, like pick up, you know, 80-hour weeks, right? You're going to uh, work weeks. You're going to have to say no to going out to save your money. You may have to sell some shit in your house, right? Like really comb through. You might even need to sell your house, depending on what we're talking about here. It's going to require like a massive amount of upheaval, and your entire life is going to revolve around that goal, right? Alternatively, on the long-term track, you could probably get that same amount by making a daily deposit in a bank account. That doesn't really hurt too bad. Okay? So something that doesn't feel like a hit, you know, like you can you can afford to just quietly move that daily amount of money over into a savings account every single day. And by the end of a year, when you're consistently adding money to a bank account like that, no matter how much it is, you're gonna have a bunch of money in that bank account. Okay? So this is what I want us to think about when we're talking about long-term and short-term goals. I think that a lot of us operate under that short-term mindset. I think in part because of this like hustle grind culture, right? We feel like in order to get what we want it has to be hard. We have to work 80-hour work weeks, right? We have to sell all our shit and it has to be uncomfortable, right? I think that speaks to everything that we were talking about in last week's show right? There's this belief that we just have to fucking work. We have to work. And yes, I'm going to reiterate, bypassing work entirely is not what I'm trying to uh, talk about here, but I want us to see how you can get to that exact same goal by taking the long-term approach, okay, with a daily deposit versus turning your entire life upside down and selling all your furniture and working your fingers to the bone in order to make a bunch of money in like two months versus taking a year and having it not feel that hard. All right? And you get the same results, okay? I like this exercise because it kind of forces you to think about what the bare minimum you can easily like and consistently deposit into that bank account would look like, okay? And again, you can use any like goal or anything you have in mind here. If we're taking the long-term approach, which I just encourage you to think about here just for the sake of this, you know, just experiment with me. I want you to think about what that bare minimum would look like. That over time, when done consistently, will compound to one of the results that you're hoping to see or clutch you closer to the result that you want to experience or whatever. Okay. This I think is clutch because when we're talking about sustainable anything, this is usually that tack, uh the track that we have to take, but we all get caught up taking the short-term track because we think that it has to be hard, right? Alternatively, I encourage you to think about what a hustle season would actually look like. Because, right, sometimes we do have these seasons where we do have to double down, right? I'm not saying that you can't, like you're not gonna ever work hard for anything here, but I'm just cautioning you against the blind belief that all you have to do is work hard or have it be shitty or uncomfortable or filled with effort and tears, right? Because that doesn't have to be a thing. Now, when we talk about, you know, like our fitness, this is something that I think you can easily apply where it's like, you know, I think a lot of us understand that we have seasons when it comes to our fitness that we can give more, right? We we have more bandwidth, right? And we have seasons, whether we're like in school or have a baby or something happens like you can't give that much, right? So that's going to be more of the long-term approach, the tiny daily deposits, And then examining what a hustle season would look like, the short-term approach where you can really, you have just have more to give and you can give to it, like you can deposit more than that bare minimum. Knowing what those things are, I think is super important. Like understanding what that list of things looks like on that short-term, like hustle, like just make your whole life revolve around the goal versus the long-term, feels much more sustainable, doesn't hurt, doesn't feel like hard work. Knowing what those things are, I think, are massive because of this reason. This process helps you identify the dial movers (laughs) and helps you identify the minutia. Knowing what actually moves the needle for you in this goal that you have versus what is just busy for the sake of being busy or stress for the sake of being stress is huge, Okay. So, I really want you to understand that getting to your goal may not be as much work as you probably think it is, especially when you opt to take the long-term approach and make it sustainable and make it easy and make it consistent, okay? So generally speaking, teeny tiny simple little daily activities compound in a big way, but we forget that, right? I think we forget that for a lot of reasons. But I think one of the biggest ones comes back to this idea that it just, we feel like it inherently has to be a struggle. It has to be effortful, has to be hard, you know? And I just want to challenge that. I want you to make those two different lists, short-term, long-term. Think about that money analogy. Think about whatever you're working towards. Lay it out. Think about what will compound over time. Think about what a hustle season would look like. And identify the dial movers because I bet you can boil it down to a few things. And that's what I want you focusing on, not the little shit, not the busy work, not the details, okay? Next thing on this list of how to work smarter towards whatever you want is really analyzing your cost versus your benefit. Okay, so this is something that I got into in a lot of detail in its own episode. Um, and that's episode 70. It's called the price of health. What is healthy living costing you? And I think this is a really important question that we all ask ourselves about whatever it is that we're working towards, whether it's health or, you know, business or whatever. We need to be looking out for the point of diminishing returns of whatever it is that we're looking working towards, okay? So, in that episode, when I was speaking about health, I was specifically talking about this dynamic of, you know, like when we're sacrificing our mental health or we're sacrificing sleep for the gym um, or whatever it is, you know, I think you're going to have, again, these seasons where occasionally it's just going to happen. But if this is consistently what we are choosing to do, like where is that point of diminishing returns? How much is this process bringing to me and how much of this process is taking from me. So there's a couple questions I have here that you can ask yourself to help you kind of sort that out, like what is serving you and, and and where is that point of diminishing returns and what is that cost benefit? So I would definitely reference the dial movers that I was just talking about in the previous point there and really kind of move through them and ask sort of one by one, is this, first of all, serving its purpose? And then really, like, is this serving its purpose? Right, Because if the purpose is health, we have to look at that holistically, right? Again, that's all I'm talking about in episode 70. So go get into that if you haven't listened to that yet. Is this serving me, right? Like, do I just enjoy it? You know, I think that this comes back to the question that I asked in the beginning. Like, if you never saw a result, like, would you still do this? And I think that just kind of helps you get an idea of how much of this... (laughs) you just enjoy versus what you feel like you have to be doing and what you feel like you have to suffer through in order to get to the finish line. And that's a whole other conversation about if the finish line even exists, right? I mean, right? So do I enjoy it? I think it's important that you do, at least in some capacity. Is what it's costing me to maintain or do serving me? Okay, so really think about what you are sacrificing in order to maintain that. To come back to that short term analogy of making that, you know, a bunch of money in like two months or whatever, to do that in the short term, that costs you a ton, right? Costs you a ton. Like, you can't go out, you have to save every penny, you're gonna be working your fingers to the bone, you're gonna be selling furniture, selling everything that you own in order to make this amount of money for whatever this goal is that you have, right? And that's all fine and good. Like, I'm not saying that that's a terrible thing to do, but I think it's important that we watch for that pattern in other areas of our life. And here's the most important thing. When you're treating what should be a long-term goal Like something like health, right? Like that, by its definition, (laughs) is designed for sustainability uh, and longevity. But when you're treating that like a short-term goal, when you're rearranging your entire life around it, when you're making it feel, when you're believing that it has to be hard, right? That's, that is where the breakdown happens. That's what's going wrong, okay? That's where it is costing you more than it's bringing you. And I think, like I said, you see this with health all over the place, but I can guarantee that there's probably another place that this kind of dynamic is rearing its head. So I encourage you to like ask yourself that, right? What's the cost benefit? What are you really seeking? Is this something designed for longevity and sustainability? Or are you just like suffering through the short term means to an end because you need something now? Okay. Next tip on this list is to simplify. I think that this is just another byproduct of this hustle culture and it's just like we feel like we have to be busy. We have to be productive. And that I think just leads people to feel like things just have to be complicated and have to be hard. So one of the best things that you can do for yourself and I do this for myself all the time when I find myself in the weeds of any kind. You know, I'm feeling stressed out or I'm just like drowning in, 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 in the busy, you know, I ask myself, what would this look like if it were simple? And I swear, I feel like that just like zooms you from the fucking minutiae all the way out. Bird's eye view gives you some perspective on what you're doing. Right. Cause again, it come back to this idea of like health, right. Or this goal of health, which I know a lot of you guys have, that's what, you know, you're listening to the show for, right. When we talk about health, if it were simple, what is it really? It's, it's like, it's a very few f- fundamental things, right? It's movement and mobility in your joints, right? It's like lightness of heart. It's vibrance. It's longevity. And that's it. And we complicate it, right? We complicate it by treating it like a short-term goal. We complicate it by feeling like we have to go all in, feeling like everything has to be perfect and on. What would it look like if this were simple? I want to read a quote to you by Seth Godin, who, if you know him, you know he's awesome. and. You know, I, I had written the notes for this episode a while back and I came across this quote kind of in between and I wrote it down here. So I was like, wow, that's perfect. That's perfectly aligned to what we're talking about here. And I want you to hear it. He says, the frenzied search for more is a distraction and a place to hide all in one. Mm. I mean, ain't that the truth, right? There are so many ways to stay busy and to just work harder, okay. And like we talked about in the last show, not only does this cause us to feed into the belief that our worth is somehow related to our output, but also builds a a false correlation to success, right? And therefore, this challenges us on all fronts around the concept of enoughness, of worth, of what failure means, right? It pushes us into a result-oriented mindset versus growth and process and presence. And I think that is why, as Seth said here, it's a distraction and a place to hide all in one. You know, it's, there's a lot of tangled messages in this concept, but I think it's really important. I just wanted to bring this conversation to you to just like break this down Um, and so here is my streamlined little bullet point list here of how to work smarter and not just blindly work harder. Okay. Number one, like I just, my last thing I just mentioned there, simplify, simplify your mind, simplify the noise, simplify the to-do list, simplify the process, simplify the goal, right? Just simplify it just, just doing that, I feel like just makes it so much easier on you. And just like some of the weight has been lifted. Like you can see, see through the bullshit and then it just becomes easier. It doesn't feel as hard. Simplify. Definitely challenge your need to be always busy or be always productive. I mean, this is a big one. You know, I think this is one, this is like a belief that we hold deep down, uh, <laughs> deep down, deep, deep down. Which is why it's kind of hard to challenge, but I think it's really important that you do. Because if you feel like you constantly have to be busy or have to be productive, I think there's a lot in there that you'll learn about yourself if you really just like dig into it. Like where is it coming from? Why? What does it mean? What does it mean to fail? And did you know that you get to define that for yourself? I think it's also really important here to enjoy the process as much as you want the result. Guys, I mean, this is just, I feel like this is a message I'm going to really harp on in coming shows because this is a game changer. There's so much that we do in our day that we view as a fucking obstacle to later. You know, later, right? The time when everything is going to be perfect and happy and sunshiny. I did a whole episode on this, episode number 60, called Later, How Waiting is Holding You Back. And I think that this entire work harder thing folds into that thing, right? It's like the shit we're doing now is just an obstacle, some stupid tasks, some annoying shit we have to get out of the way in order to get what we want. And not only that, but like, our ability to do the annoying shit and just suffer through it is like somehow like a illustration of our worth right or our enoughness if we can just work harder and I said it before I'm going to say it again this robs you of now if every fucking moment of your life is spent just like suffering through this annoying fucking thing that you have to do in order to get over there and get the success and get to later mm mm-mm nope Mm-mm. Guys, that is no fucking fun. So, I really want to challenge you to start finding a way to enjoy, and if not enjoy, how about this experience the process as much as you want the result. Number four is to keep a really close eye for, uh, or a a watch out for diminishing returns. They're sneaky, okay? They can happen. They can happen, especially if you are like laser focused on the results, right? If you're just like gunning towards this concept of success, but we're not really stopping to take um, stock in how things are feeling and what's really serving you and what's actually moving the needle and what is just, you know... shoveling coal for the sake of shoveling coal to come back to that Titanic analogy, right? So really have an understanding of what is moving the needle for you and make sure that someone's pointing the ship the direction that you want to be going. And by the way, that someone should be you, right? We got to pause every once in a while and come upstairs and look at where we are going instead of just continuing to work hard and harder and harder. And then stand there and say, see, Like, look how hard I've been working. Like, why aren't I there yet? That is not how we get there. It is not just by shoveling coal. Somebody has to go up and make sure we're headed in the right direction. And I think that keeping an eye out for diminishing returns is a really important part of that. Right? The last thing on this list, this little short little recap here for you, is that you just need to know that you are already enough and nothing can change that. I really think there's a lot of reasons why we, why we struggle with, you know, not feeling like we're enough, but I, I really think that this, like, hard work equals success trope that we've all been sold, I think that feeds into it in some really sneaky, sneaky ways, right? If you find yourself Nowhere near where you want to be. Nowhere near your idea of success. Please understand that it has nothing to do with your worthiness or your enoughness. And that there's nothing you can do to change your enoughness or your worthiness, right? Like that's already set. That there's nothing you can do to turn it up or turn it down. I want you to achieve anything and everything that you want for yourself. But I also really hope that you know that whether you get there or not does not determine shit about your worth as a person it just doesn't and i just that's it's really all i have for you guys i just i think it's just an important thing for us to understand that working harder is not a guarantee of success And the strategies that I talked about today to simplify, to take a long-term and a short-term goal, to understand what the dial movers are, and then in turn to also understand the cost benefit and when that is getting to a place where it's costing you more than it's bringing you are really important things to help you kind of keep an eye out for falling into the trap of just blindly working harder all the time. So I really hope something in this episode connected with you or maybe helped you when you're kind of thinking about goal setting or thinking about how you're thinking about goals in the first place. Um, And if it did resonate, you know the deal. If you can take a a screenshot and tag me on the gram and share it, leave a review, that stuff goes such a long way. And I just really appreciate all of you who do that. It means a ton. So if you enjoyed it, let me know and I will be back next week. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of She Thrives Radio. And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And then head on over to SheThrivesBlog.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thank you for listening. Until next time.